0: This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another time where we're talking about putting biblical principles into everyday use in the 21st century family.
1: Today we've got a special guest on the program. We're going to be talking to our son, Sam, who mm-hmm. is a college student at Catawba College. And he's visiting us here at the lake this weekend, having a lot of fun with his siblings. Yesterday mm-hmm. they had a, they made a um, giant centipede out of inner tubes out in the
0: lake. <laughs> this modular boating experience or something.
1: It was really funny.
0: okay. but um, yes, we are we are still in our traveling mode here, but we will be uh, back at home base very quickly and getting started on our, our fall season. And you know what? if you would like to have us speak at your church or your conference or retreat or other event, Coming up in fall here of uh, 2018, or really anytime, whenever you happen to be listening, just come out to our speaking website. It's Hal and Melanie, H A L A N D M E L A N I E ecom com, and you can, you can get contact information. Find out how to how you can invite us to come speak, or at least get the conversation started.
1: Yeah, we tried something new this weekend. Hal mm-hmm. got a, got a recipe from Kendra and Fletch. Uh-huh. Formerly of homeschooling IRL, if you used to listen to their podcast, right? And it it was a citrus ice cream. It was incredible. It was really um.
0: It was kind of like ambrosia cream.
1: It was delicious. It was really
0: good. I like yeah. that. So. I asked
1: Kendra what they call it. She said we just call it the recipe. <laughs> ah
0: ha 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 ha. Okay. Well, the recipe.
1: Well, yeah.
0: well, I think this is this is going to be something we're going to adopt in our own family cookbook. So i have to, to ask
1: Kendra if I if we can share it with our listeners because it was really good.
0: That's that's good. Yeah, good idea. Well look, okay, so what we want to talk about kinda of, it's a little bit freeform here, but um, a lot of things are happening out in the culture that are just reemphasizing to me the benefits of being your own boss, of of having your own business, of having um, Really being responsible for yourself and not beholden to somebody else for your support.
1: Yeah. You know, not having to answer to a big corporation whose values and ethics might differ from yours.
0: And may change daily without notice. Well,
1: you know, Sam has always been entrepreneurial. Yeah. He was a a born entrepreneur. When he was little, Mm -hmm. he like came up with business ideas all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And so it doesn't surprise me that Sam would be majoring in business entrepreneurship at Catawba. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's welcome Sam. We're gonna talk about his experience at college and also about his latest new business.
0: Okay. So hello Sam. Hey, it's good to be here. And well we're we're glad to have you. Um
1: So Sam, a lot of people um say, Well, go to college if you're gonna become something professional. But for an entrepreneur, there's no real benefit. But I've been really interested to see what you've been doing when you've been while you've been away at Catawba. Now Catawba is a Catawba College is a small liberal arts college in our state, North Carolina, mm-hmm. that has a strong entrepreneurship emphasis.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people don't know how much business has progressed in the past 20 years in the Colgate setting. Um, I was talking to a man down in Florida at the FPLA conference who told me that uh, he was one of the first graduates of the School of Entrepreneurship at Florida State, a huge state school. They had a school of entrepreneurship, and my school has a school of entrepreneurship too, and so it's spreading and it's growing like crazy, and for example, at my school, with our Seed Lab, our Center for Entrepreneurship and Experimental Development, mm-hmm. uh, we learn all about how to be creative in a non-corporate setting, how to be self-starters, how to work with other very small businesses to grow and to innovate in rapid ways, in ways that the big corporations can't. And so there's a lot to be gained from the... Colgate setting for the young entrepreneur you can get mentorship you can sometimes get funding I've gotten funding through my school to start businesses mm-hmm. you get contacts which honestly in the next 20 years I know that some of my colleagues in the seed lab will be big names and it'll be great because I might end up working for them or they might end up working for me or we might go on podcast together. Who knows?
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I learned, I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial family. I mean, my father worked for a great big major corporation for his entire corp- you know his entire career, mm-hmm. and that was kind of my expectation coming out of the coming out of college. I had some time in the military, but I figured, well, as soon as I finish my service commitment, I'm going to be working for a big corporation, and that will be my career. And the Lord gave us other opportunities. And so as we have been developing our own businesses and um, and working, you know, ministry business as ministry, ministry as business, we realized it's not enough really to have a brilliant idea.
1: No, you've got to be able to carry it out. You got to know how to do the accounting. Mm-hmm. And how to do the taxes. You've got to know how to deal with the regulatory environment. It's a lot more complicated than it seems at first blush.
2: Well,
0: now how, what, what are you picking up on that from, from your, your collegiate studies?
2: Well, I think definitely there's a lot more accounting and traditional business that has to be done to be an entrepreneur than most people think. Most people think it's just come up with a product and then sell it. But in reality, you've got to know what sort of insurance you need. You've got to know about the legal background of your business. Like I had a class this past year called the legal environment of business. That was astronomically useful for me because they taught me about LLCs, uh, LLPs um, Mm -hmm. about corporations, about S corps. And I didn't know any of this, but because I'd been in school, I had the background to know that really for a small business owner, which wanted to protect themselves from liability, I need to own an LLC.
0: Mm-hmm. An LLC being a, a tax classification for a type of corporation, correct? Yes. A kind of corporation.
1: A limited
2: okay. liability corporation.
0: Okay, right.
1: So uh, one thing that really interested me is Ralph Kettner, who was the entrepreneur that founded the Food Lion Corporation, mm-hmm. a bunch of grocery stores in the South if you're outside of the southern United States. Mm-hmm. And he... Grew, he lived in Salisbury, and so he donated to the college a huge amount of money which formed their seed lab, their venture mm-hmm. lab. And it it fascinated me because he my understanding is that he told the people of the college that you couldn't learn to be an entrepreneur entirely in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to give you experience. Tell us how the seed lab works, Sam.
2: Okay, so the C-Lab is really cool. Basically, the school has set aside a large amount of funding, an endowment, if you will, um, to run an innovative space for entrepreneurs. Basically, young guys like me, we come in with a big dream and hopefully a good work ethic, and then we tell the the head of the seed lab, Dr. Just, about our ideas. And if she, if she thinks that, that they're worthwhile, she'll encourage us to submit them. And what we do is we write a business plan and we submit it to the board. The board mm-hmm. then reviews it, and if they think it's it's worthwhile, then they'll pass us in to the research phase of the lab, meaning they will give us 1000 thousand, two thousand $2,000, they'll assign us an industry mentor, and then they will usher us into the beginning stages of entrepreneurship. And then mm-hmm. if that goes well... Then we'll be moved on to the second
1: stage. Well, let's talk about that first well, stage just a minute, because okay. I I was really fascinated to see they got you a real big business mover and shaker mentor to talk to.
0: Not not just not just an academic. This is somebody who has has started and run businesses from the inside.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, I have three mentors currently through the Seed Lab, um, Dr. Just, mm-hmm. who has owned a consulting business as well as worked in the corporate world for. 20-plus years. Um, Mickey Goodman, who is now uh, a partner and works with many companies, though he worked in R&D at Unilever, unless I'm mistaken. Well... Right. And um, more recently for another venture, a tech-based venture, I had uh, Mr. Kevin Ostrander, who was VP of Technology and Innovation, I believe, at um, REI, which is Reynolds International. Okay. So I had really big name mentors who had been there themselves, who had gone through the, the things that I was facing today. And they could give me a word of advice and say, don't do that. Do that. Um, talk to this person, avoid this company. And that was so useful. So even though you
0: are, you are you know planning to start your own business and be your own boss, you're not doing it in isolation. You're not no. doing it in a vacuum. You're not having to go out and reinvent the wheel. But rather, you've got people who have been pathfinders for you, people who have said, okay, here's what I've learned. Here's what I've experienced. You are able to tap into their wisdom and, and get your questions answered, not just, you know, say, oh, I know a good reference book. But to say, I know a person who you can ask specific situations, they can give you guidance and wisdom.
2: Absolutely. Uh, A great example of this is um, Mr. Goodman, my um, mentor for Dashfire, my men's skincare brand, Mm -hmm. was telling me the other day, he was talking to his son, who is a corporate um, agent for a large advertising firm that works with Procter & Gamble. He works directly for Procter & Gamble, best in the business. And just on a whim, his son came out and looked at my site and did a write-up of my site and gave me all these suggestions. Wow! I, I couldn't afford to hire Procter & Gamble's Advertising agency <laughs> yes. But that just fell in my lap It was just a blessing Because wow. I was in The Colgate setting Because I was asking mm-hmm. The right people for help
1: mm. Now using that term Colgate setting Can you explain that To us more?
2: Well I, I just really mean the, the college setting The university setting
1: Oh the collegiate setting okay. yeah. yeah sorry yeah. Sorry yeah. yeah Yeah the um, I, I, That's the thing That really got me Is they were able To connect you To people that We didn't know And we didn't have Any connection to mm-hmm but that were in your field to give you that mentorship that just expanded your horizons tremendously
0: absolutely mm-hmm. okay okay you know, so, so
1: so the in the first phase you research
0: mm-hmm.
1: the um you research the idea find out if this looks plausible come up with a business plan right okay and mm-hmm. then what happens
2: and then you also get Product samples made you um, like, for example, for my skincare brand, I worked with not one but two labs in the stage to try many, many, many different product variations. They would send me a sample. I would say, no, I, I don't like the smell, or I really like mm-hmm. this new feature. It makes my skin feel great, or whatever. And then they would go back and they'd incorporate my feedback. And so there's a lot of give and take. And the beautiful thing is. Through the seed lab, I had mentors who had a lot of experience who could also try it and weigh in um, and they gave me the funding to be able to aff- afford some really fantastic help. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: because you had that initial that initial funding so that you could go to the labs and have them make you samples. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. after you after you get the initial th- the initial stuff done, then you go back to them. You go back to the board.
2: I do. And they examine my venture. They look at the work I've done. And if they think that this is truly a viable business that could could influence people one day and could create many jobs, then they will give us more funding and more help and move us into what's called the accelerator phase, the launching phase of our business. Um, Mm -hmm. And in this phase, I have legal help, free legal help, Mm -hmm. accounting help, office space, free mentorship, and five to six K more funds to just help me get started. Wow. That's quite a deal. It yeah. is it and is. so
1: it's like a business incubator that's part of your college experience. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and unlike most business incubators, they aren't taking a portion of my business. They're just trying to create something good at their college. Okay. Wow. So
0: so this is part of your, your whole learning setup. Now you are what is your official major?
2: My official at the major is business administration, but I also have a minor in
1: entrepreneurship. Okay. Like concentration.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so this is this is a this is an embellishment or an enhancement, if you will, of a traditional business type of curriculum. Yeah. To give you this sort of opportunity to recognize that they're not just training people who are going to be part of a corporate machine somewhere, but maybe will be the corporation for a time.
1: Well, yeah. I was, I was interested to see the kind of classes that you would take because yeah, you've got mm-hmm. all the the normal, the general ed stuff. Yeah, And the typical business stuff, business administration and finance and accounting. Mm -hmm. But you're also taking stuff in product development and, you know, things that are going to impact your entrepreneurship. I was interested in those kind of classes. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. I've had the opportunity to take um, entrepreneurial leadership classes where like we went in and we did case studies based on some of the greatest entrepreneurs of the century and how they acted when they just had a tiny little business, how they responded to things. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh And this next semester, I'm taking um, product uh, development when it comes to applications. So I'm learning how to code apps. And that's so cool, because down the road, I'm going to be able to work with my programmers and say, now, do you really think that 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 doohickey is the best way to go. Because back, back in my college days, I had a professor who taught me that this other system was the best way to go. Uh-huh. So I can be intelligent and I am well-versed in leadership and entrepreneurship and accounting and business law and everything. I'm a jack of all trades, so I can be the master of the ones that matter.
0: Yeah, and I see that there's, you know, on the one hand, uh, when you're just starting out, you really do need to learn as many of these things as possible because you're not going to be able to afford professional help in in every category, and yet when well, you you know as you go down the road, hopefully you'll be able to hire the help, but you'll know enough of what they're doing that you can you can supervise them effectively Well see that's yeah.
1: what we found as we've started our businesses. You can't go out and hire everybody the first day. You've got to be able to just make do. You've got to know enough about it to keep it going yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to understand what's happening well enough to know when you hire somebody if they're doing the right job.
0: Right. Right.
1: And so yeah, it's been invaluable to us the things that I learned growing up in an entrepreneurial family. Right.
0: And and that's the value that's the value of the more general aspect of the education to say, yeah. even if you're not going to be an accountant, you need to understand the fundamentals of accounting.
1: <laughs> you need to know if your accountant's cheating you or if he's <laughs> making mistakes. Right. Um, yeah.
0: Right. And likewise on the coding and such like that, you know, that you may never work as a professional developer and yet yeah. if you know enough you know enough of their language, you know enough of what they're working with. You can, uh, you can evaluate, are they blowing smoke or are they telling me the truth about what they're doing?
1: You know, Hal, we need to take a break. When we come back from the break, mm-hmm. I want to hear about this new business, Sam. Why don't you tell us about it and how you came up with the idea and what you're doing with it. But let's take, okay. a, let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. Okay. Hal, did you know that Schoolhouse Teachers Now has over 400 Classes available?
0: As many as that.
1: And see, the thing I love about it is you pay one fee and you can take as many classes as you want. You can take classes, your kids take classes, all your kids, and at their own pace, and there's no extra charge. I don't have to worry about how do I come up with $500 per class because right now, until August 31st, you can get two years for one low price. Wow. Yeah, it's buy a year, get a year free, $139.
0: That's what I saw.
1: And for that, you get two years of access?
0: Well, it's a great deal at the regular price, and this is a deal on top of a deal.
1: Well, it's like less than $6 a month. I don't know how you could possibly go wrong with that.
0: Okay, well, where can they get some more information about this?
1: Go to com slash Schoolhouse, and that'll take you there, and it'll take you there in a way that will bless our ministry with a portion of your membership fee.
0: Okay, so check that out. Schoolhouse Teachers, what a great opportunity this is with their special two-for-one sale just this week only.
1: Right. We're going to be using it ourselves this year.
0: All right. So we're talking with our son, Samuel Adams Young. He is a student at Catawba College here in Central North Carolina, and he is part of an innovative program called the SEED Lab. What's that acronym again?
2: Center for Entrepreneurship and Experimental Development. Okay, great. Experiential Development,
0: yeah. Yeah. So it's it's basically an entrepreneurship lab, a business development lab, in connection with a traditional business administration curriculum. Now, the
1: interesting thing to me is you've been, you finished two years at Catawba. You're now starting your junior year. Uh Mm Uh-huh. In two years, you've had two different businesses funded through the Seed Lab. Yeah. So let's talk about the one that you're ready to launch that is, you know, when I'm still in development, this one's ready to launch. Mm -hmm. I want to hear, tell us what the name of your business is.
2: Okay. The name of my business is Dashfire, which is a really cool name. So it's a men's skincare brand and mm-hmm. the name comes from actually early in the 18th century sailors would say when when there was a man who was who was different when he was cut from a different cloth when he was bold and courageous and fearless to the adventurous. point of adventurous and he was just like a slightly crazy he was so brave they would say he had a dash of fire running through his veins and eventually that term got shortened to dash fire they'd say he's a dash fire man and i really wanted to incorporate that storied Deep manliness into my skincare brand, so the guys can mm-hmm. see that it's not weaker to use to use these things. It's a tool to build themselves up to mm-hmm. be better. Okay, cool. All
0: right, and so your your product then you, you tell us the name, but the the product is what's well, the your basic? product
1: that Your first product
2: in the line right, right, right. is a men's face scrub and cleanser. Um, which has actually 16 different oils and extracts. So it's it's very natural. It's very healthy and safe. Mm -hmm. But it also gets the job done. It's effective. And Mm -hmm. often as guys, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but personally, I have a tendency to not take care of my appearance, maybe quite as much as I should. I'm not as well-groomed as I should, mm. because it sometimes it can feel a little bit sissy, but it's not. And in today's age, so much is done by appearance that if we don't take care of ourselves, then sometimes we won't get the opportunity to get the business interview. We mm. won't get the internship if we don't appear right for the job. Sometimes we won't get the date or whatever that mm. we're facing mm-hmm. because we don't look the part. And so a great deal of getting the chance to prove yourself and getting the chance to work where you need to work and do what you want to do is looking the role. And I think that my skincare brand will help guys feel better and look better so that they can get the jobs and they can get what they need.
1: So they have more confidence. And I I really like the inspirational aspect. Like Mm -hmm. I love on your bottle it has a manly quote, an encouraging quote. I just like the idea that, you know, this is something we're going to encourage you to be good men, to be strong men. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I I think this is in keeping with some of the business advice that we've read recently. Don Miller's book on story branding. Oh,
1: fantastic book. The idea
0: that the concept that that a successful brand has a story that basically is meant to to encourage the user, to encourage the user to see themselves as the center and the hero in this in this narrative, and your brand is coming alongside to help, and that's what you what you just described there. You know yeah. that I've got a mission in life, and in order to succeed at this mission, I've got to I've got to present myself well. And oh look, Dashfire is coming alongside to help me present myself. In, in the most effective way to accomplish the mission I have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's great. That's exactly the, <laughs> the thing that Miller was talking about. So.
1: Well, you know, it's really interesting to me just all that went into this. Uh-huh. You know, working with different labs, looking, working on scents, and trying to find a scent that was manly and strong, mm-hmm. um, yet refreshing. You know, I, I was just... I've been fascinated by the whole process, you know, you've brought in things and said, okay, smell this, smell that, yeah. you know, try this out, do you like this, you know, with, with you and all your brothers and you probably your friends got involved too. Yeah,
2: yeah. You
1: know, tell us something, tell us some about the whole process of bringing this product to reality.
2: Oh gosh, it's it's taking more than a year, which is not what I was expecting. You know, when you have an idea for an entrepreneurial venture, you want to just jump in and, you know, be the next, you know, business entrepreneur of the century in, in that moment, but it's not quite that easy. you got you got to start at the beginning. So that's what I did. I did a ton yeah. of research about skincare. I did a ton of research about private label brands mm-hmm. and small labs and the large labs and natural versus effective, because that's often a trade-off that people face. <laughs> um, and then I hired a lab in California and I worked with them for about eight months and we did many many renditions and variations of the product they would send me a bottle i would try it i would take it to my mentors i'd let them try it i would let my classmates try it i remember one class in particular um was actually an entrepreneurship class i got a shipment in as i was walking into class and so i carried it in like a pack of bottles and i like passed them out to everyone in the class i was like try this smell this tell me what you think and so we spent like the first 10 minutes of my class just trying my product (laughs) (laughs) which was really funny um and then so i ended up hiring another lab who was slightly more specialized in what I wanted. And here we are about a year later and we're about ready to launch.
1: Yes. You know, I love to tell us what thought process went into your bottles. Cause I love your bottles.
2: Oh, thank you. Um, well we really wanted a bottle that felt and looked extremely manly. And so mm-hmm. we, we got a bottle with a strong deep amber color mm-hmm. with a metal cap that just feels like something that a man fifty years ago or a hundred years ago that your grandfather would have used guy stuff guy stuff exactly okay. adventure storied manliness okay and, well yeah okay. you know, mm-hmm. i love the,
1: I love the label too, so the label itself has an attitude of an adventure like mm-hmm. you, it looks like a torn map mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the mountains on your logo you know it, it it's amazing how hard it is to come up with a logo
2: it is incredibly hard I ended up Hiring a fantastic graphic designer. She was a godsend. But we ended up creating 35 or 40 logos through this designer alone. Mm -hmm. And then I worked with other designers before her to get the perfect logo that told people what I was all about. And actually, my slogan is it's time to face the world because I think many of us guys have these small things like maybe you going a step farther and asking for that promotion or buying a bottle of skincare that we don't mm. quite do because maybe we're a little bit intimidated by it. And I want, I want my brand to be more than just another skincare brand. I want to encourage guys and give them the motivation and the tools and the knowledge they need to become better men.
0: Okay. Now I like something that you just said there that, you know, first you describe how you got, iteration after iteration you know trial after trial of your product but even in your packaging in your labeling design you know to say that you got like 35 different logos to consider to try to say what will best communicate what this is about and you know i think that's an important thing to remember just like advice we've gotten as writers that you you know the the writing, the first draft is the easy part. It's the yeah. revisions that make it professional. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's the trial and and fixing and adjustment and improvement along the way. It's not something that you're going to just dash off and, and make it happen well, one, in one shot.
1: I think that's part of the hard, the hard part for for many entrepreneurs is you. The ideas just flow, and you want it just to happen, but. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of editing and revision and doing things again and again. Right. You know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, I think one of the best things you can do is learn to be diligent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Learn to be diligent because there's so much that goes into it. And honestly, something that a lot of people don't understand is that it takes a lot of courage to be an entrepreneur because you're, you're spending your early mornings before school or before work, working on it. You're spending your late nights, you're spending your lunch breaks for day after day, month after month, or even like a year or two at a time. This took me over a year to just get to the point which I'm ready to sell a single bottle. It took me a year and to give someone a bottle and ask them what they think that takes so much courage because- That that bottle is a lot of who I am now. That that's that's a lot of my heart went into that, into the label, into the cap, into the product itself inside it. And if they don't like it, it's personal. Yeah. (laughs) It hurts if they don't like it. And it's it feels amazing also if they do like it. And most people have really, really liked it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah. Entrepreneurship is different than a lot of people expect. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of your friends made fun of you. Because they couldn't understand why you couldn't just take off and and goof off with them when you're Mm -hmm. busy working in the seed lab, doing business stuff after you even finish your schoolwork.
2: Yeah. If you want to be different than the average person, you've got to act differently. And sometimes that's hard. People don't understand that. But you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for you and for your future family.
0: Right. There you go. It's the investment aspect. Particularly in the early stages because, as you say, you've been working on this for months and months and over a ha- year. have not been cashing checks no I you, haven't you have invested a lot of time a lot of effort and thought in the hopes of a harvest later and that's that's another aspect of it that of course now you are a full time college student I am and so you are you know you are occupied full time you're not depending on this income yet Um, so this is a good time for you to be doing this yeah it is a- actually you know If you're willing to invest the time in the time that's that's left over to you after your your primary commitment, which is the studies.
1: Yeah, you can choose to goof off or you can choose to build your future.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
1: I really respect that you choose to build your future. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. And so, Sam, you've got a website. Tell us about your website.
2: Um, My website is built to reflect what the brand's all about. And that's Mm -hmm. encouraging guys Um, So we we tell our story on our website and give guys various avenues to get involved with the brand and join the movement and connect with like-minded guys so that daily they can be encouraged by our Instagram and our Facebook. You know, If they open it up, I want them to to read our posts and not only think, well, that's a cool brand. I hope they think that. (laughs) But I want them to also think, wow, I want to do that. I want to be that sort of man. I want to be a Dashfire man. I want to become better for my family and for those I love great and what's your URL it's www.dashfireman.com
0: that's all one word d-a-s-h-f-i-r-e-m-a-n dot com dot com dashfireman okay Okay.
1: and they can find you on social media at facebook.com slash dashfireman is it dashfireman or is it it's time to face the world
2: it's dashfireman
1: okay Okay. and and on instagram
2: same dashfireman that's how we're branded across all platforms okay Uh,
0: that makes it consistent Okay. All right. Well, well, good. Well, we've been talking with our, our son, Samuel, who is uh, uh, an entrepreneur and a full-time college student at Catawba College in Salisbury, North Carolina, and uh, part of an innovative program to learn, to teach, and to work out uh, entrepreneurship as they study business.
1: Sam, I just want to ask you: We have a lot of people who share our podcast with their teens.
2: Okay, is there anything
1: you'd like to say to the teens out there who are thinking, maybe I want to be an entrepreneur? Um, this sounds interesting to me. What can they do now to get themselves ready for what you're the kind of thing you're doing?
2: Oh gosh, um, <laughs> that's a that's a hard question because it's it's really personal. But um, I would say that. They should not be in fr- not be afraid to take a chance on themselves and to invest because that's that's what this is. It's going out and spending time researching and reading and acting on your dreams. And it's really really hard to get past the dream stage. Uh, Kipling said in his famous poem, "If if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, and mm. that's really a great deal of what being an entrepreneur is. It's taking it out of your mind and out of your heart and." putting it out there, taking a chance on, taking a chance on yourself. And that's really hard, but it will pay off. I promise. Okay.
1: Yeah. Be diligent. Get it done. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Sam. It's been a Thank blessing. You. Thank you for doing this with us. I Thank appreciate you, you yeah. taking your time at the lake to talk to us on our podcast.
2: It's been good. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we'll put some links out there on the show page. If you come out to, um, come out to hall slash radio, or you can come to our network, the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, which uh, we thank the network for for hosting this podcast for almost uh, almost five years now. I think isn't it four wow. to five. Are, are you a serious? Lot. It's a lot. Well, we're up to episode two hundred and ten right now. That's wow! <laughs> yeah, and so at any rate, we we appreciate all the support that we get from the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, which you can find at ultimateradioshow.com. That's their URL. Yes. But um, in the meantime. We thank you for spending some time with us here. We want to encourage you to see this, the, the principles in Scripture as current events, things that you can apply now, things that will guide you in the 21st century. The The key is we got to make practical application, and that's what we're all about, making biblical family life practical. So uh, we thank you for joining us. Uh, Check us out on Patreon. If you'd like to support this podcast and others like it, come out to patreon.com and you can come to slash Hal and Melanie. That's where our page is. There's lots of other good podcasters out there too that could use some support. Um, anything else we need to share with our
1: people? I think here? that's it. We are looking forward to seeing a bunch of you at our marriage retreat coming up in October. Oh gosh, October nineteenth yes. to twenty to twenty one at Von mm-hmm. Clarken in the mountains of North Carolina during leaf season.
0: Oh gosh, yes.
1: And if you guys want to come join us at the marriage retreat, yes, then you can use the coupon code "Come Away Early." All one word, no spaces. Come away early and get $100 off.
0: And what link do they need to follow to find information?
1: Okay, go to RaisingRealMen.com slash ComeAwayAutumn.
0: And we'll put that link out on the show page as well. Okay. Well, look, until next week, we do appreciate you spending your time with us and hope that you'll join us again as we take biblical principles into practical reality in the 21st century family. Until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thanks for listening. Bye, y'all. Bye. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash HalandMelanie or Facebook.com slash Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.